This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, A People's History premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. Hey everybody, it's Peter, and I am welcoming you to yet another midweek podcast drop. Um, A lot of people assume that because I am the host of the show, I have all the power. I have no power. Let me introduce you to someone who has all of the power, producer Lillian King. Hello, everybody. It's me, Lillian. I have about one-twelfth of the power. Well, yet she has more power than me, and the reason for that is because while I get up and gab into a microphone, it's all recorded, and then Lillian gets to decide what makes the air. That's true, and a lot of it does not make the air. Why is that true, Lillian? Because as far as I'm concerned, everything I say is pure gold, and the people should be given it. I would neither agree nor disagree. <laughs> but I would say that that's what we're doing today, Peter. We're going to give uh, give the people some of the stuff that didn't make the show. Now, this is not stuff that you cut from the show in your immense power. Uh, because it was bad. It's just that we didn't have time for it. Yeah, that's true. We're not going to make the audience listen to a whole podcast with bad <laughs> panel questions. Failed, miserable jokes. That would be fun. Maybe we can do that if the audience um, demands it. But in the meantime, what's up first? Well, this first panel question uh, was from a couple weeks ago from our show with Mo Rocca, Helen Hong, and Shane O'Neill. Now, now why, why didn't this make the show? I sort of made the decision that... While I personally love hearing you uh, get huge amounts of groans after (laughs) jokes, I decided that maybe it would be better if uh, there were more laughs than groans. But now we can hear the groans. All right. Mo, as millions of children are about to find out what is now much smaller than it used to be. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Like um, tooth berry uh, compensation? I don't know. As they're about to find out, so it's something that's... Something seasonal, something coming up quite soon. Oh, oh, uh, Halloween candy. Yes, Halloween candy, yes. Candy Candy companies are reducing the size of our favorite treats. I do not mind, really, that my Three Musketeers bar is now just two Musketeers, but I'm just not comfortable eating the new premature baby Ruth. I love the ones that take a little time to process yeah. so a series this, of emotions. Does this mean that instead of apples, there'll be little crab apples? Or yeah, like little tiny little apples. Who gives apples? Wait, so if I it's do. if it's like a fun size, it's now like a less fun size. Less fun size. Yeah, it's like a, now it's like a mildly diverting size. There's nothing to Whoa. it. Yeah, imagine how mad your neighborhood creeps are. They didn't find out the news till they had bought full size razor blades. <laughs> Wait, so is this, like, because of inflation? No, that's what you'd think. Right, right. It's actually the fun police. It is. <laughs> but what it is, according to the candy companies, is it's, they're, they're not making the candy smaller as so much as healthier. Ugh. Smaller candy has fewer calories. That's, that's right. That tiny little Kit Kat isn't just a matchstick of sadness. It's a health food. So now it's just a bag with a single M. Exactly. <laughs> just M. That's it. It is, it is weirdly impactful that now and laters are just called tomorrow isn't promised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found some of those groans not to be so, shall we say, dismissive, but kind of like 
the kind of yummy noises. Like if you eat something like you really want, like, oh, that's great. There's there's a lot of different versions of groans that we've heard on the show. I have a whole folder filled with groans. <laughs> Do you ever want to listen to them? Like you have a folder of audio clips of just groans. Pretty much. Like if it's a groan that ends in applause, which is a weird emotional arc, you know, yeah. sometimes you might need that. There's development. Things change during the course of that groan. Mm-hmm. It's like a journey. Yeah, it's oh. beautiful. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Front Door. We all have that endless home to-do list. Repair the leaky dishwasher, fix the fridge, get the faucet to stop dripping. Get it all done with Front Door, the one-stop home repair and maintenance app. With Front Door, you can video chat with home repair experts, diagnose the problem faster, and cross off that to-do list. Now, when your home needs fixing or maintenance, just open the Front Door. Download and get unlimited video chats with an expert for just $25 a year. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Well, what do we have next? Uh, This next one is from our show in Boston with Amy Dickinson, Josh Gondelman, and Alonzo Bowden. All right. And and why did we cut this? This question worked really well as a whole unit, but instead of shredding it to death to try to squeeze it into the show, I just let it go. All right. Amy, authorities say we don't want prisoners getting their hands on cell phones in prison. This week, we found out what could happen when it does. (laughs) One prisoner in a maximum security prison in Georgia got himself a contraband cell phone, and then did what with it? Um, he called someone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. And then amazing. he, by, by calling a number of people, Wait, he was he, able to accomplish what? He ordered something. <laughs> he, well, he... He is a criminal, so he... He stole some money on a, on a phone? Like, he scammed... I, I think this is as close as we're going to get... He, yes, he stole $11 million, and he stole it in the form of gold coins. I have had a phone for 15 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That guy, guy should get the genius grant. Right. <laughs> Guy's name is Arthur Cofield. He got a contraband cell phone. He ended up, what is what he did? He impersonated a billionaire. He called the billionaire's bank. He said, oh, I want to withdraw $11 million. Wait Great. a minute. Could you wait. please send that money? Thank you. I'm the billionaire. Send it to this place in Colorado that sells gold coins. Great. He bought the gold coins with the stolen money. Then he managed to get the coins shipped back to Atlanta, where he had somebody else use the gold coins to buy him a mansion. And he did that with his phone. And all you've done is play bejeweled. <laughs> <laughs> wait. He just called the bank. I mean, you can do that and go like, hello. Yeah, was, <laughs> that is the accent I would do, too. Hello, I am, I am a billionaire. Oh, hello. I'm sorry, I dropped my monocle. <laughs> One <Excuse> moment. <laughs> that is absolute. How long did this take him? This, this took a couple of weeks to pull off. Two weeks uh, of work. And, and eventually they found out he did it, and it was all written up in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, an amazing description of the crime. And when the inmate's mother read about it, she was like, oh, and you didn't once call me. <laughs> <laughs> and what's perhaps most shocking is that Kofeld did this at the age of 29, making him a leading candidate for Forbes' 30 under 30 serving 30. 
I hope that the time when they picked him up the second time when they caught him and they set his bail, he was like, you take gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu with Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. So the next two questions, if I'm not mistaken, and I probably am not because you just told me this is the case, we have heard them before, yes? Yes. The next two questions are questions that we did air, but they had way more meat to them. Right. And and sometimes you, we just we just can only afford in our time budget to offer the radio listeners a little a little sliver, a moose bouche of the madness that actually occurred. Yeah, exactly. We just don't have time for all of the fun. But I'm happy that all the fun existed, and now we will hear you know some more fun. Right. It's fun. It's fun. And and the first question you're going to hear, everybody, is from a show we did with Emmy Blotnick, Alzo Slade, and Adam Felber. And then we're going to move to a different show we did with our panelists Tom Papa, Dulce Sloan, and Hari Kandabolu. Also, uh, McDonald's has just announced a major change to their menu. They'll now be offering, for a limited time, a brand new Happy Meal for whom? For old folks. Exactly, for adults. Yes. I was just being facetious. Yeah. And before you ask, adult Happy Meal does not mean you finally get to see Mary McCheese in the nude. No, it's part of a promotion with a fashion brand, and it is supposed to bring back childhood memories of your parents finally giving up and taking you to McDonald's again. <laughs> so, an uh, old folks' happy meal. Right. What's the prize? The prize? Well, that's interesting. Dentures. <laughs> Gold-plated dentures. No, uh, just, like the, just like the ones for kids, uh, it includes uh, McNuggets, uh, fries, and a toy... Um, but the toys are like reimagined versions of the old characters. So, for example, uh, it's Ron McDonald now. Is my mother dating him twice? <laughs> <laughs> Did they make the ball pits deeper <laughs> for grown-ups? No? It's very sad when a, a tall person is in a shallow ball pit. <laughs> Speaking from experience. I was about to say... I don't know, Emmy. I don't think it's that you're exceptionally tall. I'm very tall. I think it's that all the other people in the ball pit with you at the time were children. I'll think about this. I feel like like old folks shouldn't be eating at McDonald's. Why not? Because it's bad. But if you are what you eat, and McDonald's is full of preservatives, yeah. then it would stand to be that you would just... Live forever. Exactly. <laughs> Tom, if you're single and tired of dating apps and the bar scene, the hottest new place to find a date, according to Block Club Chicago, is where? The hottest place to find a date nowadays is at um, vaccination sites. <laughs> no. A little poke will do you. No. <laughs> Valid point. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess everybody's in the mood. Sort of. um, They're already stripped down to their... Help me, Peter. I will. I'll help you. It's the place you can get a large bunch of Swiss chard and a soulmate. 
a Swiss chard and, oh, at the, um, at the buffet. At, <laughs> where did they sell buffet, vegetables? Well, what buffets do you go to where they have like big platters with Swiss chard? What, what, el- what else do you put on the big waffles? Where do they sell vegetables? It's a French laundry. Oh, what at the farmer's t- market. The farmer's market, Tom, yes. <laughs> Thank you. More and more people are apparently turning to farmer's markets to find love. It makes sense. If you meet someone there, you know you already have at least one shared interest, paying way too much for vegetables. Yes. (laughs) Apparently, popular farmer's markets can see over 7,000 visitors a day. The likelihood of running into someone who's also in the market, as it were, is very good. The likelihood of literally running into someone is also pretty good because, oh my God, why are you people all walking so slowly? (laughs) Right? Jeez. I get recognized at farmer's markets a lot, and I think it's because of all my NPR appearances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of where my people are. That really is. I mean, yeah. a, that is a Venn diagram that is a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Some farmer's markets are even capitalizing on this trend. They're setting up, like, matchmaking events at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. With, like, they put out some wine. They have music. Because nothing's going to get you in the mood like a glass of Pinot and eight middle-aged men with fiddles playing Woody Guthrie covers. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought there was people doing dirty things in the bouncy castle. Because they always put it at the end of my farmer's market. And there were never kids there. <laughs> if the bouncy castle's rocking, just walk away. Yeah. Yeah. This is a terrible idea, though. You do not want to meet your loved one at a farmer's market. That's where you get things that you don't actually use. If you meet somebody there, like, seven weeks later, you're going to find them at the back of your refrigerator all rotten. <laughs> Listen, you're at the farmer's market to shop organic, so you need to meet organic, okay? What does that mean? That means I'm not here for your little goofy, don't, I don't want to be here for your wine and shit, don't, don't. It's got to be organic, it's got to be natural, no fertilizers, it. no pumps. Mm-mm, I don't trust y'all to do this right, okay? Right. Don't be like, hey, this is the singles night at the farm. What's going to happen is a bunch of women are going to show up. <laughs> That's what always happens at these singles events. It's a bunch of women and there's no men. So what you need to do is leave it alone. Don't tell the men. No, 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 no. Tell all the men. The women are going to just show up anyway. Because <laughs> we're there to get groceries. The men are there to get ass. Like, pay attention. Bro. Oh, man. That's another weird thing about my farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> the ass booth. <laughs> it's artisanal ass. Don't play with Tom Papa's farmer's market. Long fermentation. Yeah. <laughs> Fermented ass. Who wants that? <laughs> We're cutting all of this. Go ahead, Peter. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's why these people paid good money. You will not hear this on Saturday. No, you won't. Lillian, thank you so much for the work you do protecting America from my flaws. I'm glad somebody's doing it. Uh, So I just want to, before we end, I just want to let the audience know, since they just met you, I want to tell them this amazing thing about you that I just recently discovered that I feel that everybody should know. So, okay, here's the thing. Lillian King, our producer, is indescribably delightful, professional, magical, American girl. Thank you so much. You were great. The power of editing, everybody. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day. Yes, queen... This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. 
For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This election season, you can expect to hear a lot of news, some of it meaningful, much of it not. Give the Up First podcast 15 minutes, sometimes a little less, and we'll help you sort it out what's going on around the world and at home. Three stories, 15 minutes, Up First every day. Listen every morning, wherever you get your podcasts.